Hello, I'm here today with Will Polston, author of North Star Thinking, um, and we are going to speak about uh, his book and his time as an author. Hello, Will. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, I'm just going to get straight into it. So, um, you are a business coach, uh, a strategist, an author. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how that journey started? Um, when did you first get into business? Uh, how did you become a coach? Great question. Uh, so, I grew up with a belief that money equaled happiness and I went off on a tangent to make as much money as I could as early as I could. At 18 I stumbled across personal development and the more personal development I did the more money I made and that went on for years and then 10 years ago this year I had what I call my lightning moment and bam it just hit me, cried my eyes out for about 15 minutes because in that moment I realised that my real driver was never really about money. It never really been about money. What it was really about was my dad and how my dad hadn't achieved certain things he was capable of and the impact that had on him and my mum and me and my family and a whole host of other people. So then I vowed in that moment, I don't want anyone else to go through the suffering that he went through and we went through as a result of them not achieving their full potential. So from that moment on, I've just become obsessed with anything to do with human awareness, human potential, human behaviour um, to enable that to... And so how, how does that then transfer into coaching? So did you become a coach immediately or did you start running your own it, business it, now? It's, you know, it's, it's a really good question because it, the event 10 years ago, I was at a transformational event and there was a big coach on stage and, and he was doing that thing and I, and I was like, I'm, when, when I'm successful, yeah. when I'm successful, then I'm going to go and do that. Yeah. And that, that was kind of my, my belief. And I, at the time I was working in the city, I did leave the city, I set up a renewable energy business. We were growing that, growing, growing, growing. Um, we had 85 staff. So you were always in business? Well, no, I wasn't. I, I, I worked as a broker. I run a division of a stock brokerage. Right. And um, I, 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 I kind of had this big realisation. But I did leave that and set up this business. And then, um, yeah, we had 85 staff growing, growing, growing. Government changed legislation, killed that business pretty much overnight. And that was when I just realised that I'm still doing, I'm still chasing the money. I'm still not doing the thing that I would absolutely love to do. And that was when I embarked on this process of, of starting the process of, of, of doing coaching. Um, so, yeah. So then I guess you realised that, um, you know, uh, you, your mindset is key. Uh, and so then that's how you obviously got into coaching, like you said. So where does the North Star come from? North Star thinking, wh where did you get the name and, uh, you know, what, what, does it, what does it mean and, and how did you get to it, if you like? Yeah, great, great question. So my um, thing growing up was that I always wanted, there was always something I wanted, you mm. know, whether it was when I was really young and I was 13, 14, it might have been the pairs of trainers that I wanted to get for myself, or it was the electric scooters and petrol scooters, and then it was the cars, and then it was the watches, and then it was the hat, and it was always this, when I get X, then I'll be successful. When I get Y, mm. then I'll be okay. When I get that, then I'll be complete. It was always this when, when, when. And then, yeah, I just, I, I kind of, I've, I've, I've studied from even from a really young age I've sort of my own self-taught blueprint is I look at people that are doing things that I want to do or have things that I want to have and I would learn from them yeah. right and and, and I, I become obsessed with well if one person's doing this and one person's doing that and they've got what on the face of it what seems the same what's the difference and I just kind of realized it was what was in between in yeah. between the years and because you talk in the book a, a bit about once I was it once I have or once I do this then I'll have that and then I'll become 
yeah. something. So that, that's the B do have, yeah. So 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 the the thing the thing around it was what well, I call it when then syndrome. So when this happens, then I'll be when this happens, and it just leads to constant unfulfillment. You know, because mm. even if you achieve those goals a few times, whatever the goal might be, you get there and realise now I need something else or now I want this and it's it's just constantly living in an unfulfilled life so most people go through their life doing something to have something to be something so I'm going to do loads of work have loads of money for example and then I'll be happy whereas actually if we flip it around and go right what's the state that we want to be in mentally emotionally and we start with that and we operate from that place. We still do the do, we still do the same thing, and we end up with the net result of still having the same thing, whatever that thing is, but how you've been being, and we're human beings, not human doings, right? So how you've been being throughout that process is much better rather than hoping if you get lucky, you get it at the end. But in answer to your question about North Star thinking, that's kind of really where it come from, was that rather than just pinballing, which what I was doing, you know, pinballing from goal to goal to goal to goal, one day I just thought, there was this famous story that I'd heard, and, and you've probably heard it, and most people watching this would have heard it, involves a baby born in December a couple of thousand years ago. And there were three men, supposedly wise, all carrying presents. And what was interesting was that they achieved their goal of finding this baby, but none of them had been to the North Star, or so the story goes. And that was when it just dawned on me, was actually, if you just have this goal that's so big in life that you never achieve it but you use it as the guiding light then you can actually detach from the outcome and you can focus on the process and you can get your fulfillment every day from the process of the mission that you're on and that's really where it comes from and I, I talk in the book about having a mission in life that's the equivalent of trying to empty the sea with a spoon and that's really what a North Star is a North Star actually isn't the destination as such albeit it can be a very, very big destination, but it's actually falling in love with that process so that every single day you're doing the thing that fills you up. Having accepted, I guess, that it's okay that you might never get there. Exactly so, that, yeah. yeah. And, and so when you, let's um, say <clears throat> so maybe you take on a new client or whatever, and, and you start talking about the North Star, um, I imagine that they have all kind, or you talk about limiting beliefs in your book, and it, how do you, without trying to give away too much of what you do as a coach, um, how do you get them to recognise what their North Star could be? How do you get them thinking in that kind of mindset? Or, and, and what are the challenges, right? Because yeah. going back to limiting beliefs, um, I mean, you know, I for one, I'm sure, um, you know, and th I, I think, well, I would love to, I don't know, own a Ferrari. Well, that's never gonna happen. You know, so how, mm. how do you get over that? It's, it's, a, it's a, again, a, a great question. The, the, I think the, it was two the questions, first, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> the, the first piece, I mean, look, I'm happy to give away any bit of knowledge. That was one of the things for me in the book is that I wanted to ensure that people could read the book from start to finish. And if, and this is the key if, if they do the exercises, it's transformational. You know, for me, this book is about transformation, not information. You know, we, we want that transformation. That's only going to happen if people are willing to do something different. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. So um, the, 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 the way that people identify it is, th there's a few different ways. So first of all, it's thinking about, if you, there's, there's a few questions that can start to elicit it, but for one of them is, if you knew that you couldn't fail, what would you be doing? So that starts that process. If you had all the money in the world, what would you be doing? And we can start to see is, is there a 
congruence between what you're currently doing and what you're not doing. You know, you, we, we were speaking just before we went, went on air and we were saying that there's this big disconnect at the moment in the workforce and so many people are unhappy. It's because in my opinion, the majority of people are not doing what they want to do. They're doing what they feel they need to do and there's a big difference. But do you think that a lot of people or, or do a lot of people that you speak to have an idea of what they would like to do if, you know, if they didn't have to do what they're doing? Um, I think people have a clearer idea than they tell themselves a lot of times. So, I don't know what I'll do. Yeah. Well, when we say we don't know, if I said, right, well, do you want to go and... Um, uh, cut the grass. Cut the grass. Or be a bimbun or whatever yeah. it might be. And they go, oh, no, I don't want that. Or no, yeah. I, and I'll say, all right, well, do you want to, do you want to be shoveling um, horse manure? Oh, no, I don't want to be doing that. Okay, great. So the fact that we know something you don't want means that that we can get clearer on what, okay. what you do want, you know? So, so we, there's, there's lots of ways of coming at it. Um, and, and one of the key ways is really starting broad and honing it in a bit like that, that remember that kid's toy, it's a cube and you put the round peg in the round hole. Mm -hmm. and the, so you can start to see what fits. But the, the really clear way of looking at it is one of them is using a concept called an Ikigai, which is a Japanese concept, which means reason for being. And we don't have a, like I said, a direct translation for it in, in English, but it means reason for being. And it's essentially a, a cross section of four components. So what are you, what are you good at? Um, what, what, um, what, what do you love? What does the world need and what you, can you be paid for? And it's that cross-section. Mm. So even just by starting with those four questions, you can start to get a shape. That's one way of doing it. Another way is you go, well, what would I absolutely love to have, um, be, do, and have? And, and, and you start to shape it that way. Another way of, of doing it, which I find is uh, a slightly more advanced version, but very powerful, is we can actually look backwards. And normally there's an event before the ages of 18 for most people that is... Um, highly emotional and it's it, it's that acts as a trigger event like the situation for me when I was mm. a kid growing up and seeing the situation my dad is the driving force now because I don't want other people to go through the suffering that he went through and we went through so mm. we can come at it from a few different angles um, the book sort of literally walks you through all of the exercises but that's a uh, uh, a, a way of honing it and the, the thing that I say to every client that I work with is a North Star is like a living breathing organism you know it's constantly evolving and developing and there's no right or wrong you know it can completely change really it does but it can completely change so once you start working on it you're constantly refining it a bit like sort of um, Michelangelo when he was carving mm -hmm. David he started off with a big block of marble and then you just keep chipping away at it and you refine it over time. Mm. And so so now you've got a person or, or a, a person has recognised the kind of North Star um, and then working back, we've talked a lot about kind of mindset and how that works. Um, what about like tangible things? Because I think you talk as well in the book about, you know, taking your, your goal and then breaking it down yearly, yeah. monthly, yeah. weekly. Um, do you, you know, is it useful for people to kind of measure and track and all that kind of stuff? Or, or are you, like I said, you're, you're very much about mindset as well, so. Absolutely, I mean, for, for me, I've studied loads of different modalities, you know, going right back to hermetic wisdom and stoicism and elements of quantum physics and metaphysics and right up to sort of more newer age stuff like neuro-linguistic programming and a whole bunch of different stuff. And what, what I've, what I've realised is that actually it comes down to three things as a framework, having absolute clarity, taking intelligent action and having active accountability. So the idea, once you've got this big 
goal that you might accept you're never going to achieve, you can still reverse engineer from that and have your 10-year, 5-year, 3-year, 1-year, 90-day milestones, which then would be your sort of more typically known SMART goals, you know, specific, yeah. measurable, achieve achievable, relevant and time-bound. And you, you would work and you can work towards those as the, the, the sort of the milestones, the rungs on the ladder and have that as a process that you check in on. Right, have we achieved it? Are we closer to it? Have we not done anything about it? So then you know what you're working towards. Because if you don't fill your day with high value activities, your day gets filled with low value distractions. Mm. So having that clarity is what enables you to go, right, I'm doing this proactively rather than being reactive with our day. You know, we've all had the days where you, 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 you feel like you've been busy all day, but you've not really done anything and busy all week and you look back, well, what have I done this week? And for me, it's about how can, how can I be growing and getting more out of, of, of what I want, but not more for more sake, but in a way that's having a, a positive mm. impact. Talking about getting more, so if we can talk about you for a little bit. Absolutely. So the book, um, what made you want to write all this down in the book? I mean, you've already touched on obviously helping people, you know, as much as you can kind of thing. So what made you want to write the book and how have you found it, the process of, of um, being an author, I suppose? Do you know what I would, I would love to say? It was, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. Um, it was really tough. Yeah. It was really tough for, for a few reasons. Um, one is I prioritising the time. I, I, I'm often trying to... Um, be efficient. Some people might call it be lazy, right? But I try and be efficient. And I took an old workbook that I had that was 300 pages and a load of podcast episodes and tried to merge them all out. So it would have been easier just starting with a blank page, mm. a <laughs> blank sheet. Uh, so that, that made it challenging in itself. Uh, I've got a great sort of publisher and editing team that really helped hone it in. But the, the part that, um, that, that was the reason is I, the, the book that I read the last book that I read, I was 11 years old, I read Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And I didn't read another book until I was 18 and I read a book called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And that was this book, the book, that was the catalyst for me on self-development. It was the first self-development book I ever read. And I feel that quite often when people read a self-development book, a personal development book, the first book is the one that they normally credit to being the mm. most impactful because it's had the biggest jump in realisation or new information in, in most instances. And I wanted to bring together the various different principles and things that I've learned over the years with my spin and, and put it into a resource that could give people more exposure. You know, I'm, I'm very mindful that money is a, a factor that for many people stops them from doing certain mm. things. And I wanted to be able to have something that somebody could buy investing for a, a, a relatively small um, investment mm. and get a big, big return on it without having to do the training programs, without having to do the coaching. And that would enable that to happen. And I think that information these days, we've got phenomenal YouTube and podcasts and all these different resources, but a lot of the time it, it, it comes back to, to books. So that was the thing for me. That's, it's interesting because we hadn't talked about The Secret and, um, and I asked you earlier about, you know, kind of tangible, actionable, measurable. And I always feel like The Secret is, um, 
is none of those things. Mm. So actually, you, you, you kind of have taken that and made it much more actionable and, and real for people, I suppose, because the secret sometimes I think is a bit fluffy, isn't it, a bit yeah, out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've actually yeah, bit, made bit, it A bit woo-woo for people. Yeah. A bit, all right, well, hold on a minute, I just need to think positively <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm going to get my appear. Ferrari, you know? No, no, it's, uh, that, that's, that's definitely... And look, I, I think that, for me, my whole framework is absolute clarity. Yes, I do think that how you think has a significant impact on what happens in, in your life, without a doubt. And I think that, um, but the intelligent action part is key. Mm. And active accountability, you know, I, I think that when we go out and we pursue something in, in life, if, if we don't have accountability, we're less likely to do it. You know, when, when we, we, we've all been conditioned to be accountable. When we were born, we're accountable to our parents. We go to school, we're accountable to our mm. teachers. We get to work, we're accountable to our boss. Then we go into the big wide world and we wonder why stuff doesn't happen. It's because we don't have accountability and high performers want accountability. You know, look at any top level athlete, they have somebody or multiple people in a lot of instances holding them to account. And that can be done using a North Star trajectory in the way we talk about in the book. It could be done with a habit tracker. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to improve some of my heat, eating habits at the moment. And I've got a one of my resources, it's called a habit tracker. And when I get ready each morning, I tick a box to say that I made one better eating decision the day before. And yesterday I was at a, a, a particular place and there was ice cream and I chose not to have the ice cream, you know, which normally I would. I so would have had it was the ice the, cream. Yeah. <laughs> <And> some amazing <laughs> flavours as well. So I'm really proud of myself. But, had, had, and so, so, but now what's happened is I now don't want to break that. I call it streaking. Not in the sense of getting my shirt off and, yeah, and, yeah. and running across the, the, the event, but I call it streaking because what started off as a tick in a box has now become three weeks worth of ticks. So when I've got that craving to go, oh, I'll have the ice cream, I've got, yeah. but well, you can, you're you can visualise lose 20 weeks. Yeah, I'm going to lose my 20 weeks. And, and, and this is, in today's day and age, we call it gamifying, don't we? You know, And mm. I learned this from, from Duolingo, actually, of all things, was that I was trying to learn Spanish. It didn't go very well because I didn't for 10 months and uh, I can't speak Spanish. I found that out when I went to Barcelona but uh, it was the, 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 every day it was saying congratulations you're on a two day streak and mm. then sometimes it was I'd have a late night and I've had a busy day and it was like quarter to 11 at night and I've gone to I've closed my eyes go to bed and I've gone I've not done my duolingo today I need to do it to get my, keep my streak going so that, that's a, another form of accountability it doesn't have to be a person but it's some form of active accountability my, um, my partner does that she went through a phase of half past 11 at night pacing in the bedroom what are you doing because I haven't steps. done my steps <laughs> but it's so true I've got to close the ring yeah, yeah. that's what people say that, people say oh, it's so obsessive well I can see how people can say that but actually if, if we remember what the intent is, is the steps because I want to stay healthy, I want to stay mm. mobile, I want to, whatever it is, um, then uh, it, it, can, it can be yeah. positive for sure. I have one last question now, and I suspect we all know the answer to this anyway, but what is your North Star? And uh, yeah, what, what is it and, and how, are you, how, how do you feel about your, your journey towards it? So my 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 north star is to empower people to transform excuses into results and live a life that they love how do i feel about my journey towards it um it's just beginning great well thank you very much and um yeah speak again soon thank you thank you